If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast. No reads today since it's a special uh, a special show. And it's a special show because Arizona got its man, Jason Shear, Kentucky power or at Kentucky power forward. They wished he was Kentucky power forward. San Diego State power forward, Kashad Johnson. This is a big time get for Tommy Lloyd. The starting five is probably pretty much set in stone at this point. But Arizona went into this offseason wanting to get tougher. And you know what? They have done it. Look at you! So excited! Look so at you! Excited. It's a good day. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can debate the scoring. We've talked about that. He's not going to score as much as Tubelas, but as good of a rebounder, more athletic, tougher, better defender. Um, he's the type of dude that Arizona has been missing for the last few years. I would argue. Yes, and. Again, I hear this all the time, and I'm going to keep bringing this up again. I know that he averaged seven and six. Those numbers will be consistent or will be much bigger at Arizona, and more so than anything. How many times last year were there a tie? Were were there times when you're like, man, we we need some energy out there. You need a guy, a physical bruiser out there. That's exactly what you're getting right here. I would say 12 and eight is reasonable. You know, I, I, I would be shocked if he only averaged seven points a game. Because I right. think he's going to feast in transition. I mean, he is going to really excel. And you got to remember San Diego State, while a good team, no one was saying that San Diego State was good because of their offense, right? right. It was their right. defense. Um, you know, Arizona is going to give him more offensive opportunities than he's had in his entire career. And in the rebounding, the defense, that's going to translate just fine. Um, and, and like you mentioned, energy. Like if you watch this kid during the NCAA tournament, you watch him in pretty much every game. He always played hard. You never have to worry about that with him. Well, look at, I mean, look in the championship game. He had 13 and four right there. He was arguably, I mean, he was arguably San Diego State's best front court player in that game. And what he can also do is he gives you a little bit of flexibility defensively as well. We're going to talk about how he fits in offensively. But uh, Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up the graphic of his strengths and some of his weaknesses right here. This was made by Sean DePaz. Very cool stuff right here. But, um, you know, physicality, rebounding, he can finish pretty well around the basket. He's not a shooter, obviously. But another thing, too, sure, defensively, he's athletic and is strong enough that he he can guard a big, but he can also guard a wing in a pinch right there as well. So he can do a lot of things defensively. Yeah, I mean, he's 6'7", so he's not going to guard five men. And as we know, Arizona has plenty of those. Right. But there's no reason why he can't guard a wing in the Pac-12. And he's got the length and athleticism like – 
you know, he, he would have guarded multiple wings in, in this conference last season. Um, it allows you some defensive versatility. You play him with Pella and all of a sudden, you know, you've got two good defensive wings. Um, is the offense there? I like what someone said on the message board. Don't focus on the offense. Focus on what we know is there. We know right. the rebounding is there. We know the defense, the athleticism, the transition to game. Do we? Is he going to come in average 15 points? No, but Arizona was never replacing Azulis' production. You don't just get a guy that averages 20, points 20 and 10 in the portal. Right. So what you do is you try to make up for that in other areas, and, and that's what they're doing. I don't think there's any argument – that next year's team or this year's team is going to be significantly tougher and better defensively than last year's team. All right, Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up the updated roster right now as well. We got the starting lineup, I think. Sorry, I'm just very, very excited right here. I've almost lost my voice. Okay, so we got Kylan Boswell obviously going to run the point. Jaden Bradley then at the two. Um, that, again, that is, and it's no disrespect because Kerr and Ramey did some very good things, but Boswell and Bradley right there, that is a tougher, more dynamic backcourt to begin with before we even get to the front courts here. Yeah, I mean, right there, it, it's, and, and the upgrade defensively, like I know Kerr tried in that area, and, and I don't think he slacked that much, but Jada Bradley and Kylan Boswell are above average defenders. Right. And they're above average creators. And it's look, this team is is significantly different than last year's team. It is built nothing like last year's team. We're gonna find out how good that is. I obviously I trust Tommy in that regard, but you have two point guards that can create. Jaden Bradley isn't a great shooter, but he gets to the line, he gets in the paint. Um, it's just a different type of team. And we know that Arizona likes to get out in transition. So if the team's better defensively and they're forcing more turnovers. You're going to score some points that way when last year you really did it. You made actually a rare good point at one point where you said that um, – where you said that um, – w- let's be honest. With Tommy Lloyd, you're going to probably find ways to manufacture points. You're going to because of the way that he goes. Defensively, though, and just getting pushed around, that's kind of been the issue. Again, Arizona struggled against Princeton. I get all of that. But Arizona, let's be honest here, the last couple of years got punked in the tournament. This I went into this offseason thinking to myself – we're going to find out really what Tommy Lloyd will do from that kind of approach, what he will, what he's prepared to do. And he's overhauled this in a much different way, Sheer. And you got to give him a lot. You got to give him a major tip of the cap right there. Well, it's funny because like after the Princeton game, remember the message boards were like, oh, Tommy's too happy or he doesn't realize like the, the state of the roster and he's not going to adjust. And it's like he, he took that loss harder than anyone. It's just he has a different way of showing it in, in the public eye. And he went out and said, look, you know, we got to move on from Kurt. And you had your doubts about whether or not he would do that. I did. Right. You and, did too. And, and a lot of people did. And and he said, you know what? Time to move on. Brings in a guy, you know, he missed on Nemhard, whatever, recovered very nicely. You know, they Zoo, there were games where as good as Zoo was, he couldn't play at the end of games because he couldn't defend. So he goes and he gets a guy like Kashad Johnson who will finish every game this season. Unless right. he's injured or in foul trouble, he will be on that court. And every adjustment and guy that Tommy has added, there's been a legit reason behind it. All right. Speaking of message boards, where can they find the message boards where you delete my comments on stuff like this? Go ahead, Sheer. Uh, wildcatauthority.com. I should have deleted your newest threads today, but I'm a nice guy. <laughs> All right. You Kobe Thiel says, shout out to that too. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> we'll get to that. Shout out to Mike for scooping Jason last week. Jason, you will never delete a post again without my uh, uh, approval. Is this fair? 
you uh, you posted that, and then you realized that he was visiting Kentucky, and you got. And I believe your words were, "You're right. I shouldn't have posted that." <laughs> I might have said that, but either way, what I said was true. Check it out. Um, now let's talk about it. Kentucky. Tommy Lloyd's been beaten up a lot for the recruiting, losing out on you know players. Um, this is a big win. There's no other way that you can put it. And again, I don't care what anybody says. You can go on any Kentucky insider. You can watch any Kentucky insider, and you they will tell you that John Calipari really wanted Kashad Johnson. And it's easy why, because John Calipari's best teams are when he has a couple guys like Kashad Johnson and DeAndre Liggins, somebody that is an upperclassman as opposed to all the freshmen. This was a big, big uh, uh, coup for Tommy Lloyd. There's no other way to put it. Yeah, like this wasn't one of these fake things where it's like, oh, we'll bring him up on a visit or whatever. Kentucky is legit. And, and I will say I, I criticized Tommy at first because, you know, it, and, and you brought it up. Like Sean Miller was very good at making sure kids never took more visits. Right. You committed here or we're moving on type of deal. And Tommy let him visit Kentucky. And it's like, man, you got to be confident to let that kid visit right. Kentucky out of all places. And it worked. I mean, the Arizona legitimately – beat out Kentucky. And if you look at the social media and all that, when he took that Kentucky visit, there were a lot of people shifting saying he was going to go to Kentucky and Arizona beat out arguably. I mean, look, you made the best recruiter in college basketball history, right? Like you could say whatever you want as Calipari, the coach, we can debate that forever. He's a amazing recruiter. There's right. no doubt about it. And I think the people that called Tommy out for recruiting and we criticize them too. Um, but the people that have called out Tommy for recruiting, uh, have not looked good the, the last few weeks. And what Tommy Lloyd has done as well is that Tommy Lloyd's a smart guy. I mean, there, you can watch him for five seconds and you can realize that he's a smart guy. And smart player, smart people adjust with the times. Look at your guy, uh, look at your guy, Sean Miller, right there, the guy that you covered up your back tattoo of that we talked about on the message board. <laughs> but uh, at the smart coaches, they find ways to maybe it's sooner than later, maybe it's later than sooner. They find ways to get to where they need to get. And both these guys, obviously Miller doing great at Xavier, Tommy Lloyd doing the same thing here at Arizona. I don't know what I don't know what this team's upside is this year, Sheer, but I can guarantee you they're gonna be a top twenty team somewhere in there, and they're gonna be a tough out. They're gonna be a tougher out, I think, than they were this past year, that's for sure. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I don't know if the regular season is going to be amazing but i know that when it comes to the tournament like and and, and i realize i i probably there were people saying this last year i'm a lot less worried about a team like princeton right because we saw in person we saw we, we saw them full they 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 were folding against princeton when the game got tough right um, houston they were folding a little bit because shaw johnson isn't folding boswell right. isn't folding Jaden bradley you know that's not a guy that's folding even pella for all the criticism that Pella has gotten against Princeton, he wasn't awful. Like he was one of the guys that was still playing hard and all that. I'm, I'm, I think that Arizona is a much tougher out. And like you mentioned with adjusting, like there's coaches that adjust. I'll always remember Ben Halland adjusted and did it the wrong way, and it led to him getting fired. Right. You know, Sean Miller adjusted at Xavier, and it's leading to success. I think that Tommy Lloyd, this is a case of him adjusting, and it's it's going to work out. Do you think that? Um... All right, now let's talk about Umar Ballo. Let's talk to Shaw Johnson right there. It's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, mix because let's be honest, we love Umar Ballo on this show, leader of men, Umar Ballo. 
But Umar Bell is also never going to be shooting a jump shot outside of uh, his little push thing from like six feet away. Kashad Johnson's not really a jump shooter. He does, like Brad said the other day, he does attempt the elbow jumper, but that's not really his thing. Neither one of these guys are going to be shooters. Yeah, I absolutely worry about spacing. I mean, I, I especially in the front court, I, I think that is a very legitimate issue. Um, we're going to find out. I mean, look, you could say that the space is going to be fine with Pella and Bradley and Boswell. Arizona is still going to add at least one more guard. and Maybe they're a pure shooter or, or a shooting type, and that adds to the spacing. The roster isn't complete right now, but I think that if you were asking me about offensive concerns, spacing would be number one on that list. Right, but also you're going to have guards as well that are going to be able to penetrate a little bit more than you had this past season. Um Again, Kirk Carissa was not a penetrator. Let's be honest. He just wasn't. He wasn't a guy that was going to set you up a lot of times with easy buckets by stressing the defense right there. Courtney Ramey, much the same way, shooting threes. Boswell and Bradley, um, especially Bradley, you hope, since he's not a very good shooter. Who's who's next to you right now? Who are Shelby's laughing because you said penetrator. She's cracking up because you said Shelby? The word penetrator. All right. Well, you know what? We don't like that potty humor around right here. Um <laughs> But both of those guys are great penetrators, though. Um, Jaden Bradley, though, can get into the paint. And the same thing there with Kylan Boswell. And, uh, you know, people always bring up, oh, well, Bradley only had six points and three assists. Again, for the billionth time on an awesome team right there. I think these guys are going to get the big men's probably some pretty easy looks down low just from being able to suck in the defense. And, and I'll say this. I think Arizona is going to go to the line the most out of any team in the conference. Right, I, I think that Arizona is going to live at the free throw line. Bradley's free throw rate is high. I mean, per 40 minutes, it was one of the highest in the country. Kashad Johnson's going to get to the line. Umar, we know, is getting fouled. Uh, Pella, you know, drew fouls. Uh, they're going to draw fouls. And, and it's a thing where, you know, if you look at Jaden Bradley, and even though his numbers weren't great, when he was on the court playing well, uh, he was very difficult to keep out of the paint. In a, in a Tommy Lloyd offense, we, you know, Arizona didn't have that guy. Corey right. Ramey was supposed to be it a little bit. Kerr, we thought, would adjust. He never did. He was still a jump shooter. So we don't really know what Tommy Lloyd's offense looks like with guys that can get in the paint and draw defenders. All right. We're getting a lot of people asking, where exactly does Arizona match up in the conference? You think Andy Enfield is an awful coach. You've said this from day one. You think he's one of awful the handful. Strong. You think he's one of the handful of worst coaches that you've ever seen. You've said this. Uh, I always go back to my question that always gets me out of this argument. Would you hire Andy Enfield to coach at Arizona? That is not the question, nor will I give you that answer. But I, I will say that um, things are interesting now because, again, we know the starting lineup now. Um, I don't know quite why Pella is guaranteed to start. Um, I want Pella playing starter minutes, but – Either way, that's the start. That's going to be the lineup right there. And we're going to add a couple. They're going to add a couple players too that we will get to here in a second. But Jane Bradley, Kylan Boswell, Pella Larson, um, and then up front you got Kashad Johnson and Umar Ballo. That at least from a physicality, uh, athleticism perspective, that matches up pretty well with almost any team in the conference, even USC. Yeah, I mean, on paper that should be the the best defensive team in the conference, in my right. opinion. Right. Um, you know, I know there's stuff to see or whatever, but physicality, defense, that's up there with anyone. It's going to come down to depth and offense, um, and, and that we'll find out. But defensively, I'm I'm very cool with that lineup. I'm more than okay with it. Now, you got, you got to add another perimeter player or two. That's going to be the next mine. And you know what? I feel okay saying this. There might be two perimeter players 
that Arizona might uh, might go for. They're for sure going to add one. Probably made looking at adding two. Arizona's got to get a shooter in there, and it'd be nice if that shooter is somebody that can also make a little bit of a plays off the bounce as well. Yeah, I, I think ideally you need a guy that could spread the court. We talked about spacing before. You bring in a shooter, a guy you can't leave alone. And it wouldn't surprise me if Arizona added two guards. You know, if they could add uh, a developmental guy where maybe he doesn't play say as it, much. Say it. Say like it. If DeMar- like if, if Arizona on, added DeMarco Dunn, I would want them to add a one more guard because right. I don't want – no offense to DeMarco Dunn. I don't want him to be my sixth man. Right. I don't want him to be my first guard off the bench just because we don't know what to expect. If they add two guards and you say, you know what, DeMarco, we're going to play a little bit more this season, and then we're going to kind of increase, and hopefully next year you're much better, I'm cool with that. All right. One thing, though, I, I agree with that. So you're okay with bringing DeMarco Dunn in. You have been uh, you've been bullied into submission on this one. I'm okay as long as he's not the first guard off the bench. All right. Fair enough. That is fair. Now, um, let's see here. Okay. Um, so – John Rothstein, I guess, has Arizona at 14. John Rothstein blocked me on Twitter, by the way. I don't know that I've ever tweeted at John Rothstein, so I can't really see his stuff. But um, 14, that when you lose what Arizona's lost the last couple of years and you're somewhere in that discussion, it shows you that Tommy Lloyd's got a program right here. 14 is cool. I'm good with 14. I'm good with 14. Is the pack actually going to be fairly decent next year at the top? Yeah, but we say that every year and then they're not. <laughs> That's the problem. Like, listen, this is the year for the pack, and then it's not. Look, we know Arizona, we know USC. Uh, we we're pretty confident on Oregon. You right. know, we and then UCLA. I, I think we'll find things, but like Oregon State, it's going to suck. Cal should be better, um, but they still State, suck. Yeah, Stanford sucks. Washington sucks. ASU Washington sucks. Sorry, Jacob Franklin. What about that for a multi-year guard? I meant to text you that, Frankie Collins. Oh, I, I like Frankie Collins. I like Frankie. You know, you know, what I like more is the kid that they lost who was smarter and went somewhere else. Um, Nunez, uh, Garcia. No, not Garcia. Uh, Nunez. 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 Yes. Yes. Well, that was racist. <laughs> Garcia. But um, yeah, I was thinking like I like no that kid's good though. I like that guy. Yeah, he, went to, uh, he went to Ole Miss, play for Chris Beard. I was gonna say he's gonna be tough then if he's gonna play for Chris Beard. Um, now let's make fun of UCLA here for a minute. Um, by the way, it is funny how the Oregon State fans never come in on threads like this right here. They knew we were coming, and they have nothing to say. Shout out to the Oregon State fans. Um, UCLA right now, if I'm looking at this on paper, and again, it's going to be their last year in the conference, obviously, but I, I feel a lot better about Arizona right now in their roster than I would about UCLA's. I don't like UCLA's guard situation at all. And right. it's just, it's you know, to me, it's, it's iffy. I mean, Adam Bona coming back is great. You know, you figure the international guy Mara is fine, but you're asking Dylan Andrews. We, we've talked about this before. When you go from playing 10 minutes a game to playing 30 minutes a game, yeah. things change. Right. And so Dylan Andrews, well, solid. We just don't really know. Um, their guard situation kind of kind of bothers me, but it's probably going to be a typical Mick Cronin, good defensively, low scoring type of team. And we can confirm as well, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm not wrong. Arthur Kaluma is not coming to Arizona now. Uh, I have been told by the highest of sources that there's no way they could land both players. It was one or the other. Kashaw Johnson is in. Arthur Kaluma is out. He'll, he'll probably go to Kansas. Or, he, even with the million-dollar million offer, though? 
Yeah, that's tough. I like someone just tweeted at me when I said that Tommy Lloyd beat out John Calipari. They're like, no, you got to take other things into mind, like NIL. Let me oh. tell you something. Kentucky offered Kashaw Johnson more money than Arizona. I feel yeah. very comfortable saying that. And that's one of those things, too. You don't even have to background source anything right there to, to use a Canzano quote right there. You just look at it and you're like, okay. Oh, by the way, we're going to talk a little realignment here before we sign off as well. But again, you beat out Kentucky. Kentucky's got more bells and whistles than Arizona. This was obviously a connection that Tommy Lloyd made with Kashaw Johnson. And Kashaw Johnson could look at his role and say, that's the best place for me. That's that's really what this comes down to. Yeah, I mean, he stays on the West Coast. He's in the Pac-12. He's a starting four-man for Arizona and playing for an offense that is significantly better and will be able to allow him to do a little bit more than he did last year. When you look at it on paper, just from a strictly what is the best situation for me, Arizona was always going to be at the top because right. it's just they offer everything that the kid wants. All right, Arizona's got a lot of big men now. And whenever we talk about the big men on the team, we're always circle back to Dylan uh, Anderson and how this affects Dylan Anderson, how this impacts Dylan Anderson. Dylan Anderson came after me on Twitter uh, this week. He's by right. The way. Everything he was. Said was great. You know who else liked his comment going at me on Twitter? Frank Caliendo. <laughs> Unreal. And then Frank ignored my tweet. Um, right. But up front, though, now you got Umar Ballo. 6'10", 250, whatever he is. Then you've got next to him, you've got Krivas, 7'2", 250. Now you got Kashad Johnson, 6'7", 235. You got Henry Vasar, 7'2", 225. Dylan Anderson, uh, Baby Shaq as we call him, about 7'2", 235. This is, a mon- this is a huge front line. And they're adding another guy who's 6'8", 6'9". Right. You know. It's yeah, it is a monster front line. Um, someone's going to be left out. I even beyond Dylan, someone's probably going to be left out. This is funny, so, by the way. It is true, but like we've talked about with Dylan, your boy Dylan should redshirt. I, I, I think if it's on the table, Dylan should absolutely redshirt. But someone's going to be left out. I mean, one of these guys is going to. It, there's not minutes for everyone. It could be Henry. You know, we don't know how the the incoming guys will look or whatever, but. You know, you can't play three seven-footers at once. And, again, you're also not going – there's certain guys that just are not going to be able to really play together on this. Uh, you know, you're not going to ever see Krivas and Ballow on the uh, court at the same time unless Henry shows the ability to become a knockdown three-point shooter, which, by the way, don't sleep on. You and I have both seen Henry as a shooter. I will say this. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see Henry get minutes at the four. I Three. think that is a very legit possibility. That would be your – twin tower lineup where he could play next to a guy like Crevis or Ballo with Henry at the four, but he has to take that next step. But a, a coach did point out that they believe Henry could play some, some four this season. Is there any chance that Arizona could ever go with a four peak lineup where you got four peaks out there and Boswell running the show? One, I mean, why not? Why not practice it? Why not throw it out there against Michigan state Thanksgiving I, day? Dude, have Dylan out there garden on the wing. I like it in his zone right there. Very good stuff. Um, but overall, though, this is a big get for Arizona. That's that's the best. That's you know, if you had lost out here, obviously you could go for Kaluma. But Tommy Lloyd has rebounded very nicely here because there's no other way to put it. Ryan Nemhard was a gut punch for sure. But you get Jaden Bradley, top thirty player, um, going to be here multiple years. Gives you insurance if Kylan Boswell bounces, and you get Kashad Johnson, who is a um, starter on one of the best teams in college basketball, playing starter minutes. 
That's that, that's a nice little rebound by the by the Tommy Gun. And they're not done yet. Let's see who they land. At least one more guard. We're comfortable in saying they'll land. Um, and who knows what that guard looks like? I mean, it's there very could, possible that's a very good guard. There could possibly be two or three additions to the roster still. So again, maybe three. I'm just throwing that one out there right there. Um, by the way, we're waiting for the Kashad photo from the bushes, Mike. I like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Andre Veris said, by the way, you owe me a membership because of Andre Veris right there. Andre Veris is a good, yeah, good, good, good person. Um, is this the biggest recruiting get in the Lloyd era? Yes, I know Carter uh, is rated higher, but we beat Kentucky. Honestly, no, to- but I get why you're saying it. You know who the biggest one to me is still to this point is um, uh, Kylan Boswell. That was still – he plays probably the most important position on the court, and he could have gone pretty much anywhere in the country. That to me is the big – but this is a top three, four get right there for sure by the Tommy Gun. Yeah, I get it because you beat Calipari head-to-head. I mean, it may be the most impressive singular recruiting win, but like you mentioned, Boswell to me is still the you know the cream of the crop. Landing right. Jamar Phillips before he blows up and scores 30 points a game at EYBL could wind up being one of those too. Have you done your job though uh, with the folk the, with the good folks at 24-7 telling him that Jamari Phillips need to be higher rated than he is? I believe he will move up. I think Carter will probably move down, but I, I do believe that Jamari will move up in the next ranking. Can Jamari be a McDonald's All-American? We're trying here. That's we, not up to me. We, I, we got a few voters. We're trying. Tommy has been active trying to get him there. He belongs there. I, By the I, way, I, yes. By the way, his his father is a great follow on Twitter. Um, he has a photo of, or a video of Jamari shooting out in the uh, street, uh, uh, shooting hoops out in the street in front of the house with one of those little ball uh, pusher back things right there. It looks fantastic. Very excited for both those guys. Also excited about Arizona going to be adding a little bit of skill position to their a little bit of talent to their skill positions right there, Jason Shear. Yeah, uh, great name. Montana Lamonius Craig committed today. Great name. Uh, transfer from Colorado. And I know that everybody kind of says that Arizona's wide receivers are really good. But the way it was explained to me was, one, he adds experience. And, two, um, he'll kind of light a fire under some other receivers. And, and they, they, if they believe that they can upgrade a position, they're going to do it. The coaching staff says he's an upgrade, so they went and got him. It's funny. I was talking. I don't think Lamont would mind me bringing this up, but I was texting back and forth with Lamont a little bit about this. And uh, I told him, I said, you know, I'm not keen on adding somebody, uh, you know, because of wide receivers. You got a lot of good young wide receivers. But he said, you know, and he, he made a great point. He said, listen, man, if you're Arizona and you can get really good players at any position, you do that. This isn't, you know, this isn't a, a place where you're trying to make everybody feel good and all this. And uh, Lamonius Craig was a four-star kid. Now, of course, there's going to be gas bags like Chief that'll say that he's not good, but he is good right there. And honestly, he probably falls right in there. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he caught for 700 yards and seven touchdowns this year. And physically, like if you just like look at pictures of him and all that, and yeah. you know, I've met him once years ago. He's a monster. I mean, he's right. huge. And so all of a sudden now you have guys like T-Mac and him and Tanner McLaughlin and all these guys that physically, I mean, someone is going to be overmatched. And, sure. and, you know, it gives them flexibility with cowing. I asked a coach about cowing. He can stay on the outside. He can move back in the slot. I think we're going to see some new formations and things like that to get these guys on the field. Um, but it, it's a good pickup. And, you know, if guys that are on the roster are, are scared of the competition or don't respond well, then you probably didn't really want them all that much anyway. We do agree, though, that the over of four and a half 
take it all day on your BetMGM app right there. Yeah, that's weird to me. That number's super weird. It, it's super weird, but you know what? Sometimes Vegas is just a little bit behind. Vegas isn't backing the way, uh, backing the A the way that they probably should. Mike told me, quote, if Arizona wins six games, I'm getting a back the A tattoo on my back. Is that what no, you said? No, no. Let's talk about the back the A tattoo. You did say, you did say that if Arizona won a national title, you would get a back the A tattoo. Uh, I would consider it, yeah. Well, that's a lot different. Than- I will never get a U of A tattoo. No, I love my alma mater. I will never Is get Shelby a- right there? Bring Shelby in there. Shelby, come on, come on. Family affair, come on. Hop on. If if she if if Arizona won a title, I would consider it. You know, Shelby says the best day of her life is when they won the basketball title. Not marrying me, not having kids. When Arizona basketball won the national title, that was she's a smart. She's a smart woman. And I was like, oh, you mean like besides getting married and having kids? She goes, no, that's the best day of my life. Shelby, you're you're a very smart person, right there, and that is the right answer, by the way. So, all right. Arizona wins a national title. You're getting a back the A tattoo. Or how about this? Arizona football get makes the uh, uh, makes the playoffs. Oh well, that's easy. I'll take that bet. I feel good about that. You would do that, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. All right, 29 minutes on what is the date today? Um, okay, we've we've got this on record. All right. Um, Great news, obviously, for the Arizona Wildcats. Wanted to hop on, have the emergency broadcast or emergency live stream. And no, I will not change the name of that, uh, even though somebody on your board keeps asking me to change that. Uh, does Shelby want to Does Shelby want to come in here or no? Uh, Shelby doesn't, but hold on. Come here, babe. What do you got? What do you got? Uh, Bianca was going to get on in, then she ran away. All right. Well, Ted Wardo is also camera shy as well. All right. Before we sign off, where can they find you, Sheer? Where can they ca- see uh, causing havoc? Uh, wildcatauthority.com. We're going to run a sale this upcoming week, I think. And then at Jason Shear on Twitter. And then Shelby and I have the Wildcat Scoop podcast. We'll be doing an, an episode here soon. All right. And talk about a tease right here. The best athletic director in the country, the great Dave Hickey, coming on Monday at 3 o'clock. So, again, if you have questions for Dave, Send them this way. Make sure they're nice because Dave is a nice guy. I like Dave, and we're going to have a good time there. But, again, Monday, 3 o'clock right there. Sheer, as always, appreciate you, dude. Shelby, even though you didn't come on, you're awesome. And the great Jacob Franklin behind the scenes as well. But, again, Arizona gets Kashad Johnson, Montana, Lamonius Craig. Awesome stuff right there. Oh, oh, one other thing right here. And this is why our uh, the people that uh, chime in here are smarter than me. Um Brett McMurphy put out – Brett McMurphy, who is pretty much the only person you should follow on this, said um, – let me uh, let me get the exact quotes right here. This is about conference realignment right here. Brett McMurphy, um, who's broken a lot of given uh, – who's broken a lot of stuff in the past. Let me find this. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Here's what – all right. Well, no, he didn't break it. But the Nebraska president, Ted Carter, tells Tom uh, – Tom uh, tell that – how big should the Big Ten be? Do we need four more Pac-12 teams? I think we have another year or two of the status quo with a few minor changes. But I think over the next year, there's going to be a lot of big cha- a lot of big changes. Uh, hold on, that are going to happen. Two teams that move from one of the Power Five conferences that causes things to unravel. That's the domino effect. I like this quote a great deal. That is such a casual quote about the end of conference. It's always like, yeah, I mean, it's like, how many do we want to add? Two, four? Do we want to kill this conference or that? It's such a casual quote. It's awesome. Like, it's, it's fantastic. Awesome it, quote, and McMurphy is 
if you're looking for somebody to follow on the national scene with all this, Brett McMurphy is the best there is by a mile. He's one. You look at his resume, what he's broken. He's broken uh, uh, other conferences, uh, breaking down. He's broken Urban Meyer. This is the dude right here. And Sheer, I know you agree with me. Yeah, love Brett. And uh, I'm really curious to see how much traction that quote gets because it it kills a lot of people's narratives about how serious realignment is with the Big Ten and all that. Does it hurt the spidey senses? Yeah, it might hurt the spidey senses. We'll see what, what they're saying now. All right. As always, it it's awesome to be an Arizona Wildcat fan. Back the A. Jason Shear will talk with you soon. Jacob Franklin behind the scene. Everybody that chimed in, will I'll be back with you Monday. Again, 3 o'clock with Dave Hickey. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.